Whoa, I was muted. Sorry there. Well, let's try that again. And welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the program, and it is show number 196. Happen to be live here on Facebook, proud member of the Education Podcast Network, as well as Voice Ed Radio Canada. Hope you are well on this Saturday morning. Uh, I am home. I am. Uh, we are in a mega snowstorm. I don't know if you can see that, but man, it is uh, it is big time here uh, in, the, in the middle of March. And uh, but we're home. We're hunkered down here. Hopefully the internet will work. Hopefully uh, uh, it is all working. So um, if you're watching live, let me know if you can hear me and, and, and everything's working. Um, but it is show number 196 and happy to be with you this morning. Uh, uh, shout out to our sponsors. It is going to get warm today. Today is not for uh, sunglasses, but it is going to get warm, and we are going to be outside with sunglasses. I do want to thank Rios Gear, R-H-E-O-S, riosgear.com. Uh, Marada15 is a discount code. These float. They sent me some new pairs here. Uh, they float, right? You're going to be on a boat. You're going to be swimming this summer, and uh, great stuff. I have a giant head. And uh, they have glasses that, that fit. So riosgear.com, uh, use discount code Murata15, and uh, check them out. I appreciate them sponsoring the show. Um, I really do like them. They are very comfortable, and uh, they get it done. So I will not be wearing them the whole program. Um, riosgear.com. Second shout-out before we start, uh, World Education Summit. That's on the scroller. Uh, down below. I'm happy to be involved with that. And um, I'm going to share my screen. I'm going to try that. I don't do that. Uh, let's see. How do we, I don't do it all that often. How do I get this off here? Oh, here we go. All right. Screen. We're going to share my screen. And uh, I just want to put up the, uh, the flyer there. And here it is. Uh, the World Education Summit. Take a look at that, the 21st through the 24th uh, of March. I am happy to have the school leaders surviving and thriving, having a session there. And I got involved with them. They asked me to be an ambassador here in the United States. And we're doing that. We're helping get the word out. But take a look. You have access for a whole year. You have access to all kinds of sessions, literally worldwide. Uh, and it's World Education Summit dot com worldedsummit.com uh check them out i'm i'm happy to be uh, uh involved with that and uh you know maybe that can help uh, uh you as well okay let me see what happens here when i click that we're going to get off that okay sorry all right so world education summit riosgear.com and now let's get to the program no guest uh today we had the person had a, a obligation they had to cancel uh, but the show must go on, right? Let's let's roll with it and uh, uh, keep moving forward. So I have three stories to share today. They are previews to my next book coming out, Tales from the Hardwood. That book, I hope, is going to be out here in April. They are refereeing stories. They are inspirational stories and stories about relationships and experiences. I'm going to tell two of them and then read the third uh, uh, actually from the book. Okay, so the first one's called The Facts, right? It is Saturday, March 12th. We are in the middle of college basketball playoffs. 
and uh, NCA tournament bids. The NCA selection show is tomorrow. So those teams, those coaches, those players, all exciting to get there. But somebody else who is also getting there are the officials. The officials working today and tomorrow are the best in the country, right? I know people get angry or whatever, but the officials are the best in the country. And those men and women are being selected and they're getting there. And it's an exciting time for them uh, as well. Way back when, a number of years ago, I got selected to work the NIT, right? The NCAA tournament is here. The next tournament is the, uh, the NIT, the National Invitational Tournament. And that was cool. That was an exciting thing for me. I went to Dayton, Ohio, and uh, uh, they played Cleveland State. It was actually Dayton versus Cleveland State. And um, I was thrilled. I was honored to get that assignment and, you know, flew out in the morning, got to the hotel, um, you know, had a meal, got together with my partners and was just having some quiet time in the afternoon before going over to the arena. Generally, you got to the arena around 5. So this is around, you know, 3.30, 4 o'clock. And the phone rang in the room. Not my cell phone, but the phone uh, rang in the room. And I was kind of like, whoa, who, you know, what, what is this? And uh, it was the front office. And they said, there is a fax for you. A fax? I thought something happened with the game. I thought the NCAA was sending me something that I was getting pulled off the game. Something was going on. I said, what? You know, a fax? And I went down there, and there was the fax, and they handed it to me. And it was a handwritten letter uh, from my childhood friend, my best friend, Francis Sellis, Dr. Sellis, out in Corvallis, Oregon. Uh, he was back home at that time. He was in New Jersey, New York area. And um, uh, it was just a letter of congratulations. It was a letter acknowledging that I had gotten selected for that NIT and that he was proud of me and that he was thinking of me and certainly was going to watch the game. Right. A handwritten letter faxed to you at the hotel. Uh, it was so thoughtful. Right. It didn't cost Francis any any money. Uh, it was a, a little bit of time. Right. To write it and then to research the number and the hotel and all of that. Um, it just was so thoughtful. So here on uh, again, uh, the Saturday before Selection Sunday, teams making the tournament, referees making the uh, advancement. I challenge you, right, find ways that you could acknowledge and, and uh, recognize celebrations in, in family, friends, colleagues, co-workers' lives. Uh, there's opportunities everywhere to acknowledge uh, those people, and Francis did that uh, on that day. So that is story number one called The Facts. Story number two is called Shoulder to Shoulder. Uh, North Carolina got beat last night by Virginia Tech uh, in Brooklyn. And, um, uh, uh, you know, they're going home. But years ago, my first game at the University of North Carolina, uh, I was a little nervous. I was in the ACC reffing, and I was at the Dean Dome in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And I was a little nervous. And traditionally, if the referees knew each other, if the refs were friends, right, two of them, you know, might be talking. They might be you know, Kibitzin, I didn't know the other guys too well. I knew them a little bit, but not too well. And they knew each other very well. And they were friends, right? And they were talking and, um, uh, they, you know, they, they had just connected. So when we walked on the court, I expected the other official to be talking with the other guy, right? Maybe, maybe just connecting and, and that those guys knew each other. Well, that head official walked over towards me as we were on the court. You had to be on the court 20 minutes before the game. 
and he literally was standing right right next to me, uh, all, you know, almost shoulder to shoulder, but almost touching me, literally uh, right next to me. And he didn't say much. He didn't um, kind of give me a big pep talk. He just was there. His presence of standing right next to me spoke volumes. And I remember that time I was a little nervous, but having him there kind of just made me feel that he supported me, made me feel that uh, he was there with me. And uh, I don't know, it was just a great gesture. Uh, as it was time to walk over and shake hands with the coaches, he said, hey, kid, you ready? I said, yeah. He said, go ahead. You lead us in. And now those coaches saw me first, right? I was the first guy over. Uh, they saw me, and it was a handshake and a greeting. And um, I remember that time. I remember that experience. And it was a great mentorship strategy, a great mentorship leadership technique that he just stood right there. So I work with teachers. I work with students, right? When you know somebody's nervous, when you know somebody maybe uh, is not feeling it, you, you be close to them. Right. Maybe not on top of them, but but close to them. And you'd be a presence there of support. So I appreciated that. And uh, um, that was great. Right. That was a great uh, experience for me. Shoulder to shoulder. All right. I'm going to share my screen for this last one again. And I am going to take the liberty to read uh, this. All right. So there it is. Right. This is the Tales from the Hardwood. This is the proof here. Let's see if I can make it a little bit bigger. Yeah, here we go. So maybe you could read that if you're watching this on replay. Uh, but it's called Mom's Watching, right? This is obviously about my mom. And it started here, uh, kind of my dad passing away. So uh, I'll read it to you and then uh, I'll talk a little bit about it. So when my dad passed away in 2008, I grew closer with my mom. Mom has always been a big part of my life and was always there for me. And and this grew even more when my dad passed. She began to travel with me to at least once a year to different cities and events. Duke, Williamsburg, DC, Charleston, Syracuse, Boston, etc. I loved it all. And it was a fun time for both of us. She met the other officials, the supervisors, etc. She was so cute, collecting the tickets from each game, finding her way to will call, buying a koozie for me at each place, and certainly a nice meal after the game. As mom and I grew closer, she also became a bigger fan of the game. She didn't just casually watch anymore. She was watching what actually happened in the game, time, space, score, and type of play. She began to know and watch when I'd get a great play right or I kicked one. It was kind of like she was reading my mind and hearing me talk to myself during the game. Each year, I worked more and more games on TV. She would text in the afternoon to find out where I was, and then get going on her routine, finding the channel the game was on, getting her dinner plan set. If she had gear from the school, she'd put it on and she'd start calling her ever-growing circle of friends and family who also liked to watch the games. She knew she couldn't put anything in writing to anyone because of the confidentiality of the assignments. So she called each person each night. It kept her in touch with her friends and she enjoyed sharing the news of the games. If you're watching this on uh, or listening to this on iTunes, I'm I'm showing a picture. She collected all the tickets, and I was uh, grateful to put this picture in the uh, uh, in the book. So there's a number of uh, uh, tickets there that she collected them. She took a nice picture there. So thank you for that, Mom. Leadership takeaway: 
It was a nice feeling knowing that mom was watching. I always wanted to do an outstanding job and get plays right. Yet it was even a little more special knowing that my mom and her circle of friends were watching. It was like she was there with me in a way. And not that I did anything different than I normally would do, but it did add a little bit, but it did add a little bit extra to my work. That should say that I did, or it did. Yeah. I wanted to make my mom proud. So maybe subconsciously, I wanted to be a little bit better on those nights. Remember the bracelets, what would Jesus do, WWJD? People would wear them as a reminder to do good out in the world. When mom was watching, I felt MWTGDG. Mom's watching the game, so do good. How would you act if your mom watched you at work, studied your interactions with others, and watched with a keen eye the decisions you made? I enjoyed the challenge that when my mom was watching and I was ready. This continued with visits to my school in Port Jervis, New York, where I was principal. Here's Port Jervis right here. She's visit for a half a day, come to some classes, see the kids and staff, and again, watch me at work. I loved it and felt proudest when people would come tell her what a great job I was doing as principal. Compliments are always nice, but when your mom hears them about you, they're the best. Be ready to work like mom is watching. Thanks, mom, for being there on all those special trips. And I wrote the hashtag, she's from Boston. That's that uh, Kenny Chesney song that uh, my mom and I sang over and over in the car uh, on the way up to the game. So a little story uh, about my mom. Mom, if you're watching the podcast, I appreciate you. And uh, that was nice uh, uh, that you were there. AJ, thanks for the shout out. Um, those are special times. And a little bit about the book. Uh, uh, there's 101. There's 101 stories kind of like that related to refereeing, related to experiences uh, that I was able to have on that 20-year journey refereeing. Uh, grateful to have been in the ACC, the Atlantic 10, the Colonial, a number of Division I conferences, and it was a great ride. But so many of the things I learned were not about basketball. They weren't about sports. They were about relationships. They were about people. They were about the interactions with other uh, other people. And uh, I feel blessed to have put them on paper. And I'm excited about that book coming out. So um, let me close this here. This tab. A lot, of, a lot of tabs open here on this. Yeah, get rid of that. Um, so it's coming out. Tales from the Hardwoods coming out this April. And I hope that uh, uh, you'll pick up a copy. And I hope that you will have some interest there. And, and I'm happy to share those stories. All right, so uh, uh, unless you're watching live, any questions or comments, we're going to shut it down here on a snow day Saturday, show number 196. Again, check out the world, edsummit.com. Uh, excited to be part of that. Check out riosgear.com. Marada15 is your discount code. Um, very cool glasses, very cool. Uh, if you're heading on the water, they float, so you won't lose them uh, like so many of us have. Uh, and lastly, Tales from the Hardwood. I shared three stories today. I hope you found them helpful, and I hope you found them inspirational because that is the goal of all of this, okay? I'm going to sign off here on show number 196. If I can help you in any way, don't hesitate to reach out on Twitter at Andrew Murata 21 and uh, keep rolling. Keep rolling, friends, through it all. AJ, again, thanks for that shout-out. Uh, we're going to sign off here on show number 196. Man.